so many things in our modern world have worked to essentially decimate the composition of the gastrointestinal microbiome. You know, this thing that we all dismissed as just a, an oddity, a curiosity, that is you take an antibiotic for whatever reason, urinary tract infection, upper respiratory infection, whatever, and you get a couple of weeks of diarrhea, right? And then end of story. Not recognizing that what we did with those antibiotics is kill off hundreds of beneficial species. Once you lose them, they don't just grow back. And so modern people have lost hundreds of benef beneficial species. And You're listening to Food Integrity Now with your host, Carol Gervais. everyone. Welcome to Food Integrity Now. I'm Carol Grabay and I'm the host of the show. Today we're going to welcome back Dr. William Davis. I've had him on the show uh, three other times. He is a cardiologist and author of several New York Times best-selling books including all the Wheat Belly books and he also has a wonderful book out called 10-Day Grain Detox and Undoctored. His most recent book was Supergut, which was a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome, restore health, and lose weight. And I love that book, and I interviewed him about that. Today, I wanted to have him back on to talk about some of the latest cutting-edge science that he's been working on with some of these lost strains that are so important to our gut health. So let's get right to it. Dr. Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for the invitation to come back. Yeah, I, I think I've interviewed you three or four times over the last 10 years. Yeah, I've been doing food integrity now 13 years. Wow. I was doing I was doing podcasts before anybody else was, before it was really cool. So, yeah, that's about when it started. That's right. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So anyway, I interviewed you a while back about your fantastic book. It's really my new favorite book, Super Gut. And I found the information in that book to be really life-changing. If anybody wants to listen to that specific interview, just find it on food integrity now it's just called super gut but dr davis i consider you cutting edge when it comes to the microbiome as we know the the science is changing rapidly and we're learning more and more about the importance of having a healthy gut and a healthy brain they go hand in hand but today i want to dig in a little deeper and talk about some of the strains that I call them lost strains that our grandparents and our ancestors had that many of us don't have. So let's start there. Yeah, very important point, Carol. You're exactly right. So, so many things in our modern world have worked to essentially decimate the composition of the gastrointestinal microbiome. You know, this thing that we all dismissed as just a, an oddity, a curiosity, that is, you take an antibiotic for whatever reason, urinary tract infection, upper respiratory infection, whatever, and you get a couple of weeks of diarrhea, right? And then end of story. Not recognizing that what we did with those antibiotics is kill off hundreds of beneficial species. So antibiotics, of course, kill off pathogenic or disease-causing species, but they also kill off beneficial species. And once you lose them, 
they don't just grow back. And so modern people have lost hundreds of benef beneficial species. And by the way, when that happens, those beneficial species did all kinds of good things for us. They influenced hormones. They influenced insulin, blood sugar, and blood pressure, and mood. Uh, and they kept the fecal microbes at bay in the colon where they're supposed to be. And when you lose those healthy microbes, the fecal microbes, these are species like E. coli and Klebsiella and Pseudomonas. And, uh, you might recognize Salmonella. They're also oh, yeah. the microbes of food poisoning, interestingly. Well, they not only are allowed to proliferate, increase numbers, they're also allowed to ascend into the 24 feet of small bowel. And that's why we have now, uh, I think, one of the worst epidemics ever in the history of men on this planet, that is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or we say SIBO. And that has huge implications. Some of your listeners might say, what's this cardiologist doing talking about the gastrointestinal microbiome? It's my view that all my colleagues should be expert in the microbiome because the microbiome influences skin health, joint health, heart health, brain health, uh, uh, ovarian health, uterine health, prostate health, breast health. In other words, it's changing how we view all human disease. And I think my colleagues, physicians, should be expert. Unfortunately, it's going to take a generation or two, Carol, before they catch up. So that's why I think you and I and your listeners are not willing to wait one or two generations for wisdom, especially such powerful strategies that are coming. One of the things to keep in mind is when you have all 30 feet of your GI tract populated by fecal species, the small bowel is just not equipped to handle that. And a very thin single layer mucus barrier, unlike the tough two layer mucus barrier of the colon where microbes are supposed to be, the thinner layer, single layer mucus barrier in the small bowel is easily penetrated. And those microbes not only inflame the intestinal wall, it could be Crohn's, could be celiac disease, could be irritable bowel syndrome, but when they die, because they only live for a few hours, trillions of microbes die and release their components and some of it gets into the bloodstream. That's called endotoxemia. And that is a critical underlying process that drives weight gain, depression, bipolar illness, the mania of bipolar illness, some of the phenomena of schizophrenia, uh, inflammation in joints, skin, brain, the metabolic distortions of diabetes. In other words, all, virtually all human disease has to be redefined, reconsidered in light of this very critical process. Yes. Well, I can speak a little bit about the, the SIBO, as you were mentioning. Um, a while back, I got uh, salmonella from, mm. and I know it, I, I got it from mayonnaise and sitting out in the sun and I shouldn't have eaten it, but I thought it was okay. Anyway, uh, I did your yogurt and, and followed your protocol and this is the SIBO yogurt, and you can find that in the Super Gut book, which had uh, three strains, which we're going to talk about, some of those lost microbes. And I recently was had a lot of uh, uh, tests done to see where I was, and um, the test showed my gut is in great health. So I feel really equipped now because these bacterias are, are more common in the food. You know, you're constantly hearing, you know, lettuce, it's got, you know, whatever that else, listeria and all, all those nasty things that you don't want. 
So I feel like my that my gut is in a really good place if if that ever happens again, where I'll be able to fight it off and not get it. So so that being said, let's talk about let's talk about that yogurt and and what's in it and and some of those strains. Sure, Carol. So, you know, if you have SIBO, how do you get rid of it? How do you reverse this 30 feet of of fecal species, mostly fecal species in the entire length of GI tract. Well, you could take an antibiotic and the few uh, gastroenterologists who actually know about SIBO, most will say things like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, Carol. I didn't see anything in the colonoscope or or your endoscopy, Uh, not being ignorant, even though there are now literally thousands of research uh, reports that this is a real thing. Uh, But many, as you know, practicing physicians are typically 20 years behind the times, behind the science. But even if a gastroenterologist knew what SIBO was, they would write you a prescription for rifaximin or zyfaxin, which is about 50% effective. It's not very effective. Uh, And typically unaccompanied by any kind of evidence, uh, any kind of advice on how you got it in the first place or how to increase the efficacy, which you can, or how to prevent the very frequent recurrences. They just tend to give you prescription after prescription of the, of the Zyfaxin, which is very costly. And with each round, your health deteriorates. So not a very good uh, solution. Uh, so I, I started asking different questions, Carol. I asked, well, you know, what if you just took a commercial probiotic? Will the SIBO go away? No, the evidence is clear. You might reduce some of the bloating and diarrhea, but it, you typically won't get rid of it. They'll come right back. So I asked these questions. What if we chose bacterial species and strains that colonize the upper GI tract. That's where SIBO occurs. That's the battleground. And what if we chose species and strains that are really good at producing what are called bactericins? These are natural antibiotics effective against the species of SIBO. And so I I chose three. And certainly the first two are largely absent or gone from the vast majority of most people. They're among those lost species we talked about. So I picked a strain of Lactobacillus gasseri. Gasseri uh, uh, has been shown to be a marvelous producer of bactericins, and it colonizes the upper GI tract. And I chose a species, I chose a strain of Rotori, Lactobacillus Rotori, same reasons, upper GI colonization, bactericin production. And I threw in Bacillus coagulans for good measure. Not sure how necessary it is. Uh, But it does make an excellent yogurt, by the way. But we co-ferment all three using my method of prolonged fermentation. One of the things we want to achieve is really high bacterial counts. If we did like a yogurt factory, one, we'd choose other microbes that don't do anything. Two, we only ferment for about four hours, maybe six hours. So uh, uh, microbes don't have sex, right? There's no male and female microbes. They just reproduce themselves, asexual reproduction. One becomes two, two becomes four. And so we co-ferment these three for 36 hours. That allows a minimum of 12 doublings. When we count the number of microbes using a method called flow cytometry, we get around 250 or 300 billion or sometimes more billion microbes per half cup serving. We consume it for four weeks. And Carol, this is anecdote. But so far, of 40 people who've done this, 90% have converted to test negative for SIBO. And we're doing it at home, by the way. We're using this little home device. It's called the air device. You blow into it, and it registers on your phone, scale 0 to 10. 
Uh, any rise from baseline of four units corresponds to a positive test that corresponds to the formal testing done in the lab or clinic. Uh, by the way, if anybody buys this, you don't have to have the device to know you have SIBO. You, you can just go by so-called telltale, what I call telltale signs, which are things like fat malabsorption, seeing fat droplets in the toilet, uh, having conditions synonymous with SIBO, such as fibromyalgia, extremely high likelihood of SIBO, restless leg syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel diseases, like also colitis and Crohn's disease, celiac disease, <coughs> pardon me, fatty liver, any neurodegenerative disorder, any autoimmune condition, type two diabetes, uh, long list. If you have those conditions, it's highly likely you have SIBO. And by the way, if you add all those studies have been done asking questions like this, what proportion of people with fatty liver have SIBO? Well, 50%. The data is, the evidence is quite solid. Well, there's about 150, 160 million Americans who have fatty liver. So if 50% have are positive for SIBO, well, that's about what, 75, 80 million Americans right there just with that condition who have SIBO? Add up diabetes, obesity, neurodegenerative, all that stuff. And you have well over 150 million Americans with SIBO. It's astounding, Carol. And that leads to long-term deterioration in health, including things like weight gain, closer to diabetes, diverticular disease, colon cancer, depression, on and on. So it's such a big player. But anyway, but you, so let you me understand to... this for our listeners just a little bit. So uh, the difference between just buying those those strains that you were just talking about, commercial strains, uh, we're going to talk uh, about something you've developed a little later on, but typically buying those strains, you'd have to take bottles of them to get the amount of potency that you want. And that's why we do the yogurt. Current, current commercial probiotics, Carol, are not very smart. They're mostly just haphazard collections of microbes that somebody said, oh, I think this one's helpful. I think this one's helpful. But there's no thought given, for instance, to the things we talked about, upper GI colonization, bacteria in production. There's no thought given to collaborative effects among species. That is microbes, just like humans. We have partners, families, uh, neighbors, communities. Microbes are the same way. They can collaborate or cooperate. Microbe A produces something that microbe B needs. B produces something microbe C needs. C produces something A needs, like that. There's actually, there's only one product on the market, to my knowledge, Carol, where those collaborative effects are incorporated into a, into a, pro, into a product. And I have no reason to tell you this, except that I know the formulator and the scientist behind it. I have no business relationship with them or the company. The product is called Sugar Shift, developed by a microbiologist near your neck of the woods. He's in San Luis Obispo. He was on faculty at Cal Poly Tech for 40 years, Dr. Raul Cano. And his area of expertise are these collaborative effects among bacteria. He formulates something called sugar shift, which has something like a dozen species in it that collaborate. And so we gave that to 20 of our participants and we watched their blood sugar drop, non-diabetic, watched their blood sugar drop 9.8 milligrams per deciliter, about 10, which is a huge effect in non-diabetics on a par with medication with none of the side effects, of course. And there's some other benefits also. That's the only product I'm aware of, Carol, 
where they'd actually incorporated a collaborative effect. And there's some other things, innovations in probiotics that will make the next generation of probiotics much better. And I hope they stop using these gimmicks like and saying misleading things some of the companies are like you must take soil-based spore-forming microbes because those other ones don't work. That's nonsense. That's fiction. It's complete nonsense. You do not have to take some. But that said, there are some healthy beneficial spore formers like that Bacillus coagulans. By the way, the most tasty yogurt you'll ever have is Bacillus coagulans yogurt. <laughs> and it, so adding that to the SIBO yogurt actually makes it taste much better too. Uh, other other fictions propagated by the probiotic industry, you must double encapsulate your probiotic to make it release into the colon. Well, that's dumb because you want to release into the small bowel. If 50% of the U.S. population has fecal microbes in the small bowel, why would you want to bypass it and release everything into the colon? You want it to release into the small bowel. So anyway, I point this out because you hear a lot of gimmicks now in this competitive probiotic world. But that all said, there's the, the next generation of probiotics will be better and incorporate some of these emerging uh, wisdoms. Well, it's so confusing for people because, you know, people don't really know, like you said, they, they go and they hear something good. Well, maybe, maybe I'll try this one. This has got a lot of stuff in it. This will work for me. And, and worse, they go to places like uh, Walmart and buy just their generic brands and because it's cheap and uh, it, it just feels like they're just kind of wasting their money because they're just not really going to get what they think they're going to get. So one of the strains that is is my favorite strain now, and I know it's it's yours, is the uh, Lactobacillus alruteri. And uh, that is, as you said, that is one of the ingredients in the SIBO yogurt. So you've done something with this strain. So sh share this with our listeners and, and why it's so important. Well, I was inspired by some studies performed in mice between 2013 and 2017 at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It was a cancer group. They were looking for anti-cancer effects because rotorite appears to have, at least in animal models, an anti-colon cancer effect. So they gave rotorite to, to mice and they saw something curious. They saw the animals grow, as they described, thick, luxuriant fur. <laughs> so they explored it further and they found that uh, their skin, if they inflicted a wound, their skin healed in half normal time. They showed that the skin developed an explosion in collagen in the dermal layer. Uh, they showed all kinds of metabolic benefits. There was a marked increase in testosterone in male mice increase in growth hormone uh, that that group and another group showed spectacular recovery of youthful muscle atrophied muscle cells of an elderly mice turned back to a youthful mouse the immune response was restored to that of a young animal uh, uh, there was preservation of grooming and mating which would be the counterpart of sex and libido in in humans in elderly mice so now this with a strain of rotary called the 6475 strain. So I got a hold of that strain. It's oddly, though, available for babies. And so the dose is really teensy weensy. Each there's two strains in there, another strain also. It's probably not as important. Uh, only a hundred million per tablet, which sounds like a lot, but in microbes, that's nothing. And so I that was my initial motivation for making yogurt as a way to increase the microbial counts using this prolonged fermentation. 
I, I'm, I had thousands of people doing it. I have my entire neighborhood doing it. <laughs> I'd have little parties and share the yogurt because you start with the tablets to get the microbes, but you can make subsequent batches from a little bit of the prior batch, just like growing cucumbers or tomatoes. You only need the seeds the first time, and then you save the seeds from your tomatoes or cucumbers for next season. Same thing here. Make the next batch from a little of the prior batch. And everything that was seen in mice, I saw play out in humans. Uh, uh, increase in muscle and strength, increased libido, increased testosterone. This is informal. It wasn't a study. We just informally tested a bunch of guys with testosterone. Uh, people are reporting an increase in libido, deeper sleep. The part I love, because I'm a chronic insomniac, and now I sleep nine hours straight through vivid, colorful dreams, Carol. Um, I slept 9.36 last night because I have an aura <laughs> ring. <laughs> That's great. Which is so cool. Anyway, go ahead. If you track your periods of REM during this method, this kind of indirect method, so-called actigraphy, you probably see a lengthening of REM that is the deep restorative phase of sleep also. Now, the, the reason this happens, if we believe the MIT animal data, is Rotori, colonized entire length of GI tract, sends a signal via the vagus nerve to your brain to release the hormone oxytocin. Your listeners may recognize that it's the hormone of love and empathy. So what people are saying, they, they say, I, I love my partner more. I love my family more. I, I love my neighborhood and coworkers. I'm more tolerant. I'm more generous. My favorite. I'm, I more easily accept the opinions of other people. Isn't Boy, that how important cool? is that these days? Yeah. <laughs> so I, here's a question, Carol. Is the loss of Rotori and thereby presumptively oxytocin, is that at least part of the explanation between for record-setting social isolation, uh, loss of community involvement, divorce, record-setting divorce, skyrocketing suicide, and the rise of narcissism, which the psychological community has been tracking. And they say, oh, yeah. Narcissistic behavior, selfish behavior, self-serving behavior is sharply on the rise. Well, have you and I stumbled on maybe a root cause? There's more here, of course, online activity, et cetera. But have we stumbled on at least a major component to explain those social phenomena? I think we have, because when we restore Rotori and oxytocin, at least using the yogurt and watching people and talking to many, many people who've done this, they say, yeah, I, I, I'm a better, they say this. I'm a better human being. That's phenomenal. Well, I'll tell you what, what I've noticed since I've been taking the yogurt is I have noticed less wrinkles in my skin. It's like, it's Great. smoother. I, I know this sounds crazy, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty vain <laughs> and I have noticed it. Uh, the other thing that I've noticed, uh, of course, my my gut health has, you know, increased phenomenally. And I think I'm sleeping better too. Uh, I think those are, were the big things for me. So um, that's why, that's why I have you on here today, because uh, this, this is just a valuable part of my health routine. And uh, when um, I found out that you had now created a way to take the l ruteroy um, and not do the yogurt, which, you know, the yogurt is, it, it works and I love the taste of it and everything, but, you know, sometimes maybe 
you know, I don't have time to make the yogurt or something. So, so tell us about what you created. Well, for exactly those reasons, Carol, people say I'm sick and tired of making it or um, I'm traveling and I can't, I don't bring my sous vide or yogurt maker with me, or I want to give it to my friend or something like that. Reasons that people don't want to just resort to the yogurt. So because people asked me to do this, I created something called gut to glow that includes the counts of rotor are not quite as high as the um, yogurt because trying, we don't really know what the threshold value is that creates these effects, but it's clearly above 10 billion. So the gut to glow has 40 billion, actually it starts at 60 billion. So that by time of consumption, you're uh, assured of having at least 40 billion. And then I added things that also help the skin that are largely lacking in modern uh, life. Collagen hydrolysates, marine source that are effective at a lower dose than bovine or porcine, the hyaluronic acid. See what people, what your listeners should be doing, what we all should be doing, get up in the morning, grab your club, axe or spear, go kill something, eat the stomach and intestines, and then haul the carcass back to your camp, roast it over fire, eat the brain, thyroid, um, heart, tongue, liver, kidneys, uh, and the meat, and then boil the carcass for soup, and, and you would get a ton of collagen hyaluronic acid. So we're addressing intrinsic need programmed into your genetic code, but modern people have become squeamish, right, about eating such things as brain and heart and tongue. Yeah. So this is our workaround for modern people, getting collagen hydrolysates, getting hyalur hyaluronic acid is the moisture-retaining component in skin and other organs, by the way, Carol. Uh, including the uh, reproductive tract. So many people don't know that the uterus, cervix, and vagina are largely hyaluronic acid. <clears throat> I never knew that. And so as you've observed, it's one of the things that brings back moisture. A lot of ladies will say, I don't need uh, uh, moisturizing cream anymore. I'm my skin. I know I don't need to use hand cream anymore. You know, I live in Wisconsin where it's cold and dry and my hands are moist. <laughs> And we also add the carotenoid, astaxanthin, uh, a relative of beta carotene, <clears throat> because it is the most potent antioxidative compound and has uh, very potent anti-inflammatory effects. Part of skin aging is inflammation, especially when you're sun exposed. Sun exposure triggers an inflammatory response in the skin. That's why people who get a lot of sun get that crepey skin, fine lines. Well, this gets a lot of this. Well, the animal evidence is, is very good that it reverses with the collagen, hyaluronic acid, astaxanthin. There's very good human evidence. We're generating the human evidence for the formulation. We have ongoing clinical trials now, but we're seeing it play out anecdotally. As you say, the, the fine lines, like the crow's feet and the smile lines, start to recede first. The nasolabial fold and the forehead lines, they're much more. Uh, deeper and require more collagen and hyaluronic acid to um, to rebuild to smooth out. So they they don't they take longer, but we're seeing typically starting uh, at four weeks and then more so over longer periods of time, like eight and twelve weeks. Now, what happens after two years? Don't know, but uh, I'm going to predict that you probably see continued effects. Now, um, so it's the, somewhat anti aging. Yes. Very good, Carol. Yeah, so, yeah. so if we get smoother skin, now a lot of this has, some of this has been corroborated in humans. Some still needs to be corroborated and right. we'll do those studies over time. 
Um, but if we if we extrapolate from animal evidence, that is increased testosterone, smoother skin, deeper sleep, increased libido, uh, re perhaps reversal of vaginal atrophy of aging, um, um, deeper. Oh, you're right. That that sounds to me like an age reversing yeah. collection of effects. And I think we're seeing that play out. Wow, that's that's amazing, and um, it's pretty easy to to take those pills versus the yogurt. Although I'm doing both, so because <laughs> 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 I love the taste of the yogurt too. But you know, there are times where I will be traveling where I won't be able to do it. So. Um, yeah, I was I was super excited when I saw that you came out with this product. And I didn't know, you know, I'd heard of hyaluronic acid and I knew it was good for your skin and stuff. And I've seen it in products, but I had no idea uh, all the things you were talking about it. It seems like it's pretty amazing. A lot of uh, ladies like to put hyaluronic acid on topically. Mm -hmm. But I, I tell people that that's kind of like telling taking your car to the auto mechanic. And he says, Carol, if you give your car a good wax, it'll run better. No, <laughs> right? In other words, so topical tends to be an epidermal, the exterior effect. And it does, it does work to increase epidermal moisture. But if you want better actual uh, uh, moisture in the dermal layer beneath, if you want more collagen in the dermal layer, if you want less inflammation in the dermal layer. It's the, it's the dermis where all the action is in skin health. So when you take something orally, you're more likely to have a dermal effect as opposed to a topical epidermal effect. Well, it's it, to me, it just makes sense because I believe, you know, in order to heal something, you got to go to the core, right? You got to heal from within. And this is, you know, goes to your gut where then, then it's manifested outside because you're healing from the inside. So it, it just makes a lot of sense. I always think you know, when I, I um, put something topical on my skin, I thought, eh, I have low expectations, you know, when I do that. You know, I think another reason why, now in this case, the SIBO yogurt, perhaps the Ruteri alone, but I'd be more confident with the SIBO yogurt that reduces the SIBO and thereby endotoxemia. And it, we don't think of it this way, but endotoxemia is an accelerator of aging. Mm -hmm. So if you've got all those bacterial breakdown products flying around, increasing your body-wide inflammation, increasing resistance to insulin that underlies so many diseases like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, dementia, et cetera. Um, uh, and you're also... a probably believe the animal evidence uh correcting many of the deficiencies of hormonal hormonal senescence yeah uh i think for that those reasons that that may play into also generating improvements in skin appearance and skin health yeah god this information i get really excited about you know i because i love i'm like you i i can't get enough you know i i just i love all the latest and greatest uh uh, information out there because I realize how important it is. And now after having experienced salmonella and what that did to me and to my brain, my memory, you know, I just was losing words and my, my outlook on life changed. And it was, I had the wherewithal to know why this was happening though, which, which did help me. But as I started to really heal, and it did not happen overnight, as you know, I, 
you know, I, I contacted you and, and I'm like, God, why am I not getting better, you know, in, in a month? But it really, it really took about three months, which tells you the severity of, of salmonella and what that did to my gut. So um, in essence, I'm not saying it was great that I had this, but I learned a lot and I feel like I'm better able to assist my clients with, you know, issues like this. And there's, there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of pathogens, a lot more coming at us. And oddly, salmonella is among the fecal microbes that proliferate in SIBO. Yeah. So a, a reminder, just a, as you experience, salmonella is an extremely nasty microbe and it overpopulates in SIBO. So no wonder that people get so sick with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to experience that, but I feel like I, my, my gut is in a really good place now and I want to continue to keep it that way. So I will continue to... Uh, to probably do the yogurt and and the uh, gut to glow. So um, I'm just I thank you for creating that product because I think it's just it's a real tool for many of us. And I wanted to let our listeners know I'm going to put a link on the show page uh, to get the product. And if they would like to try it, uh, there is free shipping, and there's a code on the website. But I'll, I'll say it for you. Uh, it's all uppercase, F is in Frank, S is in Sam, Glow, and then Food Integrity Now, F-I-N. So that's F-S, Glow, F-I-N. But that code is on there, so you don't really have to remember it. But uh, yeah, and I, I, you know, I only support products that I really believe in. Believe me, I get asked, you know, at least once a week to support a, a, a different products. And I don't have very many because, you know, I'm food integrity now and I, the products have to have integrity. I, I think this product does. I know it does. So thank you for creating that. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for saying so. Yeah. I should yeah. remind your listeners, uh, uh, but one thing I would not do is rely on uh, the Rotary yogurt and the gut to glow as your sole efforts to restore or rebuild a broken right. microbiome. Yeah. So fermented foods, for instance, are extremely important, whether it's kimchi or sauerkraut or other yogurts or, uh, and by the way, it doesn't have, if you do the yogurt, it doesn't have to be dairy. It could be coconut milk. It could be hummus, could be salsa or fruit purees. Many things will ferment just nicely. Um, but you want to make sure that you're getting lots of fer the fermented foods are kind of a paradox in that if let's say you had some kimchi or sauerkraut, fermented cabbage, you're going to get species like Pediococcus pentasaceus or Leuconostoc mesenteroides. These are microbes that don't take up residence for very long in the GI tract. If we sequence someone's microbiome, not consumed, they don't have those microbes because they don't belong there, but they seem to have a very positive influence on what stays and does colonize the GI tract. So we have the very excellent work of a husband-wife team, Justin and Erica Sonnenberg from Stanford, and they showed in their study that people who consumed uh, several servings of fermented foods per day had marked restoration of healthy microbes, even from microbes not included in the fermented food. So it's not quite clear how they got there. But, you know, you, you know, rats don't come from a pile of oily rags. Microbes just don't appear out of the blue. But so it's not quite clear. But they speculate that maybe those fermented microbes make you more receptive 
to acquiring these microbes from other sources or that they were present in very low numbers, but latent, and they simply increased. Wow, that's great. Uh, and that's a really good point. Uh, I make uh, homemade sauerkraut, which is, <clears throat> is, is so easy to make. And one thing I will say that I love about Supergut, it's got all these recipes in there, you know, how to ferment different things. So, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, it's going to be so complicated. It's really not that complicated. Even making like the super gut yogurt, I thought, oh boy, I got to get this, this, this. But after I made it one or two times, I'm like, it takes me five minutes. You know, I just whip it together. And another another thing I think that is really important is to take the prebiotic, to eat the prebiotic foods and, and inulin. And uh, so we can get those in our body. And And if you don't know what prebiotic foods are, just look it up. And there's many, I mean, I, I grow bok choy. That's my latest thing that I eat, you know, almost every day, bok choy. And uh, uh, it all works together. And that's what we want to do. There's this, this symbiotic, you know, connection with all of this. So you're right. It's not just one thing. It's a lot of things. Yeah, great, great point, Carol. You're exactly right. When you get those prebiotic fibers and related compounds, like from root vegetables, <clears throat> Or like like leeks or onions or garlic or um, uh, a raw white potato is a good source. Uh, commercial source like inulin powder, galacto oligosaccharide, legumes like beans, white beans, black. All these foods, they they nourish microbes, and they cultivate some really important guys like Fecalobacterium, very important. Acromantia, very important. Uh, those grow with oddly with uh, inulin or fructooligosaccharides. They also grow, interestingly, and when, they're stimulated to grow by the oleic acid of olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. And isn't this interesting? Hyaluronic acid taken orally stimulates those species. So making these kinds of things a frequent habit, consuming them, uh, cultivates really powerful, healthy microbes like that fecalobacterium. It's got a wacky name. I know. we don't make you and I don't make up these names, but fecalobacterium prasnitzii. Uh, they it, roll right <laughs> off your tongue, Doctor Davis. But go ahead. <laughs> when you get a lot of uh, inulin FOS, like from onions and garlic, or as a commercial powder, fecalobacterium proliferates, and it can occupy in some people 15, 20, 25 percent of the entire microbiome. And it's a great producer of something called butyrate, which heals the gastrointestinal lining. It has all kinds of metabolic benefits like deeper sleep, better mood, uh, reduction in fatty liver, reduction in blood sugar, reduction in blood pressure, reduction in triglycerides. So these, when you feed the microbes, as you point out with prebiotic fibers and similar compounds, they come, they help you do all kinds of great stuff. And that's why so many people get rid of their pharmaceuticals when they do these kinds of things. Yeah. And of course, we always talk about the importance of eating a healthy organic diet as well, too, because you you can't get well if you continue to consume chemicals and toxins in your body. You know, it just it just doesn't work that way. So you have to. Yeah, it's diet and lifestyle. Great, great point. Yeah. So as excited as you and I are about rotary and SIBO yogurt and gut the glow, you still got to do the basics if you want. And I, I think I, I haven't been able to prove, Carol, but I think 
that those things work better when you get better control over the overall microbiome. I say that if you throw rotori into a disrupted microbiome, like in SIBO, it's like throwing your dog into a snake pit, you know, <laughs> as opposed to taking rotori on in the context of a well-ordered microbiome, I think you have better effects that way. Yeah. Well, I feel like, like that's what I'm doing now since I've, I've healed my SIBO and now I'm, I'm taking the gut to glow. So I think, I think that's a really valid point. And, um, you know, if somebody, if somebody has really severe SIBO, then they might, <laughs> they might want to get your book and, and go through all the steps of what you need to do to heal your SIBO and doesn't happen overnight, but it works if you stick with it. And it's really important. It's for, it, because if you don't have a healthy brain, where's the quality of your life? You know, your episode of Salmonella was a vivid illustration, wasn't it, Carol, of the yeah. power of the microbiome on mental and emotional health? It's yes. a huge effect. Yes. The so-called gut-brain axis is is extremely powerful. Yes. And, and I was aware of it, but um, a lot of people may not be aware of why this is happening. You know, they may think, oh my, I'm getting, am I getting Alzheimer's? I'm forgetting things, you know? And um, it's kind of like when, sometimes when I work with a, a, a new client and I ask them, how's their brain fog? And they say, oh, I, I don't really have brain fog, but then they start cleaning up their gut and they go, oh my God, I'm thinking so much more clearly now. And I'm forgetting less words and so um, I see that all the time. So we don't know what we don't know, right? And it's not normal to lose your memory. You know, people kind of chalk it off as well. It's just, um, I'm getting older, you know, and I'm like, that doesn't have, doesn't have to happen that way. So, Excellent point, Carol. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So thank you, Dr. Davis, for being our guest again. I'm sure you're going to be back again as you continue to explore the microbiome and help us all understand their health a little bit more and and more importantly offer us tools to heal it well thank and, you carol and thank you for doing what you do because you know you and i work in the shadow of Kraft and nabisco and pfizer and glaxo smith klein and you know companies with budgets in the billions of dollars every year so we've got to we've got to squawk louder and be smarter, and you're part of that movement. So I support what you're doing, Carol. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, feelings mutual, and be sure to check out Dr. Davis's books. Um, you know, Wheat Belly was eye opening for me um, ten years ago, nine years ago, whenever that came out. But we've learned so much more since then. And Undoctored is another one of his books, which is really good. And Super Gut, you know, my new favorite book. So um, what I like about Super Gut, it, to me, it's a practical book. You know, it's got the science, but it's it's also very practical. So check those out and try try the gut to glow because I think you'll, you'll notice some, some results and be happy with them. So, and if you have any questions, just email me at carol at foodintegritynow.org. And share this interview with other people who may not know, because there's a lot of people who just do not know what's going on in their microbiome. And it's so important. So thanks again. Thanks to our listeners. And we will be back soon with another good show. 